Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we are joined today by a very, very special guest and that is the Reverend David Parry. Say hello, David. Well, I went into mute. Oh my God. Goodness, that... it all went, goes on yeah. mute. I don't know how I went into mute. It's, oh my God, the spirits are with us. <laughs> <laughs> now, David Parry is a very, very bright and wonderful and interesting man. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a background on him so you can understand who we're talking with and, and what kind of person he is. So he is actually an award-winning theatrical poet and a Central Asia enthusiast. Right. Uh, he is a huge, huge LGBT activist. He's a playwright, producer, essayist. He's ha He's got three books. He's a broadcaster. He's wow. an actor, director. He's the founding member of the Theo Humanist Arts and um, is kind of lead, lead kind of person at St. Valentine's Hall, which is, as you've just told us, London's only... LGBT church, like fully inclusive. Yeah. One and always, I think, is the word we've used. So, an amazing man and highly interesting. So, hello, David. Welcome. Thank you for coming on with us this evening. It's a really great pleasure. I, I love doing shows like this. I've been really looking forward to chin wagging with you two because you always have such fun. I listened to a couple of previous shows they always sound like a bit of fun as well as informative you know oh my god the british you know fun's over here let's get serious in the other direction i can't stand it that's not yeah. me so let's get together and have get together and have some fun and talk some serious turkey at the same time um yeah i mean in in, in the sense of valentine's hall i'm not only the, the founding pastor i'm actually the pastor of dare I say London's only queer oh, that word that word you uh, no I mean if right if I don't say queer if I say gay then everyone ignores me so we've decided to say <laughs> queer and, a bit more know, shock and, factor oh yeah well also I mean I suppose it's time saving you know because if I go around saying by the way, I'm David, and I'm the LGBTQIA plus inclusive pastor. You know, yeah. ten minutes later, they've all fallen asleep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think queer, queer, well, it's stuck with me. I'm stuck with it. It's stuck with me. Well, it's a good, it's a, it's a good umbrella, and I think it encompasses everything that yeah. it, it needs to. So, um, please don't be offended. with you? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, Everyone's offended about something these days. And listen, currently Vanessa is the minority, and that hardly oh, ever happens. Sorry, Vanessa, I'm offended. You said you're offended. No, I'm not offended. Well, I'm offended. You're not offended. I'm sorry. No, I'm not offended. <laughs> but we have to be careful because some people maybe listen. Nothing offends me. I'm old school. But well, I'm I'm offended that they're offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm offended that you're offended because they might be offended. <laughs> well, I've got offended ten times more, and Yahoo sucks on top of it. So. <laughs> Happy days, right? Now, listen. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. So, my main question, and what I want to know, is so through through talking to you, and hopefully, we what I would like to get an understanding of is how religion meets the supernatural and the paranormal world and how they blend into two. I think that's a really good place to start. So my first question to you is, 
which came first for you? Was it the supernatural and paranormal world or was it religion? Oh my God, that's actually one of the best questions I've ever been asked. Um, for me, it's all hand in glove. I mean, you've got to get a little serious. I think, right, let me put my cards on the table. I think the British are incredibly spiritual as a nation. Mm. I think we're really spiritual people. Yeah. I don't think we're particularly religious as a nation, you know, yeah. which is a shame if you start thinking, you know, what's the connection between the two? Um, for me, I suppose it was the supernatural stuff that came first. I mean, I personally would draw a distinction between a supernatural outlook, a paranormal outlook, because a religious outlook can encompass both of them uh -huh. or one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, a wonderful book years ago by Lyle Watson called Supernature, um, and that's really the foundation of what people mean by paranormal nowadays. You know, it's an extra bit of what we know, whereas the concept of supernatural is actually much more ancient, of course, and a lot more complicated. Yeah. There are whole realms and universes we simply don't know. Yeah. We don't know how they work. We don't know how they operate. Mm -hmm. And the scary bit for some people is that they in interpenetrate with our own. Yes. And, you know, yeah. oh, my God, what happens then? Um, oh, right. It started with me when I was 12 years old, a mere cub, growing up in Fairbairn, Hampshire. You know, I used to hate it. Why did I hate it? I took my partner back there recently, and it was like walking around this leafy paradise with me thinking, oh, my God, why did I hate it so much? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's I love it. <laughs> exactly. This is lovely. What on earth was wrong with me? So anyway, um, it was, uh, I think it was after a family row, I was not included in my grandmother's house. I remember I was about 12 years old, as far as I recall this probably I've got to write it all down one day. Um, and I remember going to bed early thinking, oh, I'm so pleased to be free of all of that. What are they all talking about? Adults. Um, and I remember going to my room and I actually don't remember clearly the sequence of events after that, I don't remember going to bed. I don't remember falling asleep. I've always had quite a decent memory. I do remember of a sudden, and it really was out the blue, I suddenly found myself somewhere else. Now, I'm not saying physically, probably astrally, and probably it's a dream, and probably these things interpenetrate anyway. Yeah. So in some way or other, I found myself somewhere else. And on the left-hand side of me and on the right-hand side of me, in this Elysian field, this paradisial environment, there were people dressed in cloth, and they were communicating with each other, and they were looking knowingly. And immediately when I thought, you know, where, where am I? Where, what's going on here? What, what is all this? The Christ figure himself, herself, itself, appeared directly in front of me and said, are you ready? And then everything was gone. And it was the next morning. Um, it was early dawn. Um, I don't remember waking up. I don't remember getting out of bed. I was in the room with me thinking, oh, <laughs> what is all that? Oh, my God, I've been asked to die. I'm only 12. Goodness. I don't want to die. <laughs> um, and had this terrible feeling of guilt that lasted about 24 hours. 23 into the next day, in other words. Um, and all of a sudden, weirdly, um, there was the smell of roses through the entire house. Wow. Everybody noticed, not just me. 
my aunt noticed, my mother noticed, everybody noticed. And it was to me like a sign, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Something's been said. You're not ready to do it yet, but you will be. And so, and so I did think you instinctively that, know that that was the message? Something yeah. that, and yeah, so you, you yeah. knew, yeah. You know, I, no, no matter how I thought about it, you know, I always t seemed to end up at the wrong conclusion. When I felt about it, I used my intuitions about it, I knew that was the answer. Yeah. I knew that's yeah. what I was being told. Yeah. So was that then the birth of your religious path? Um, I, I think we all need a bit more of the R word. You know, I mean, really, what worries me about modern times are sort of... Um, religious and spiritual fantasies which take the place of religion you know lots yeah. of people get religion nowadays from the avengers hey none of them exist it's not real you know i mean what is religion <laughs> religion is meant to be notice the caveat there yes it's meant to be a school of transcendence in other words that you find the inner spirit you find the true self and you become part of the continuum i'm using a very modern language but actually that's what it's meant to be um, I grew up in a split family. My, my mother was Anglican, so in other words, she never went to church. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. The roast needs doing. Yeah. You know, and my, my stepfather, a, a heroic man in all sorts of ways, was a lapsed Catholic. Um, so, <laughs> so he, he never, never went, went to church. church. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, in one way, I'm not sure where all this came from. Um, certainly, I always had an inkling that religions weren't just bodies of ideas that you were meant to swallow. I had an instinct about that from the beginning. You know, there's something else going on there. You know, what, what does the Dalai Lama say? You know, they're all fingers pointing at the moon. Don't mistake them for the moon. They're fingers pointing at the moon. There's stuff which previous generations, previous people have said, look, I've had these experiences. This is important to me. And this is why. And they became religions. I mean, religions really are only you know, shared stories, traditions uh, of what other people have been through and what they've experienced. So I, I had that inkling, I had that clue from the beginning. I don't know where that came from. I really don't know where that came from. And it sort of grew from there. And I went sort of searching for, you know, where what, what does it all mean? What does the R word actually mean? I mean, you there's nothing more spiteful than most Christian churches. I've got all the bruises. Correct. I've got all the bruises. <laughs> And the minute you say you're gay, my God, just head for the door and hope for the best. Um, so, yeah, I'm aware of all that side of it. And uh, the church has a lot of self-healing and a lot of apologies to deliver. Is it too late for giving apologies? No, it's bloody not. Remember what you were called to do in the first place. Mm. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, for me, it's been a, a cumulative journey along a a strange but traditional path. You know, I've been walking a traditional path in a non-traditional way and trying to see curiously how all this fitted together. So what has the supernatural got to do with religion? What's the paranormal got to do with it? And being astonished that most pastors run out the room screaming the minute you make, you know, you mention anything odd. Well, I mean, what, what, do they, what do they make of all those stories in the Bible, then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's an, there's an mm. uber-traditional uber take on religion and what it should be, and actually what you're saying makes a massive sense. It doesn't matter how you find your religion or, or, how, or, or, or what religion you practice. It's yeah. them fundamental values that you stick and hold by. Um, and obviously, by the sounds of it, it's, you've grown 
with that and your understanding and perception of that has grown over yeah, time. Barry, I, I, David, I agree with what you just said because I've had experiences as well with the, 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 the local church and one, one particular vicar and it's like the, the mere thought that the dead could, could come back was outrageous. It was an, just a complete... Um, it, it just uh, zero, Z zero interest, zero belief, zero... And, and, zero, and, like, and zero support for you. And zero support. Not, ju like, not just, to, not just to, to kind of cleanse your area, but support as a human, yeah. like, like to, one to, to discuss one. these things. It was zero discussion. But but like you said, you know, what... Jesus, well, what do they make of the, the you know, the, the, the backstories then? Because if they're not getting that the fact... That we can have contact. Well, Jesus, you well, know, listen, what, it's what Father, Son, and the by? Holy Ghost. Yeah, well. I mean, it ain't a stretch. Let's be honest. We're all on the same wavelength. We're we are all on the same, all on the same wavelength. wavelength. I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why my my position. Oh, it's religion about positions, partly, partly, partly. You know, if I didn't have an official position at Valentine's Hall, we wouldn't be able to look for funding. You know, yardy, 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 yardy. Um, I mean, the, the most significant church I ever joined way back, late 80s through the 90s, was Metropolitan Community Church, because it's a, an American-based church that started in the civil rights movements, you know, over there with Black Power, the Black Panthers, where people had had enough of the suppression. They'd had enough of being told they to live their lives. So uh, the Reverend uh, founder, Troy Perry, of that particular group, you know, Stonewall, Fire Island, the lot thought, right, enough's enough. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a church which welcomes gay and lesbian people. It was as humble as that to begin with. I mean, I was with them for a long time, and I suppose getting my feet under the table to use, you know, a saying to use a metaphor for what was going on there. But I cracked uh, when AIDS hit. Um, you know, it was if you're not part of the, oh, here we go, mouthfuls. If you're not part of the LGBTQIA+, please don't add any more letters. I won't be able to remember them. I have to start oh, writing more it down. letters, please. I have to start writing it down, you know. Somebody threw a, a couple of others at me the other day, and I said, I'm sorry, I just don't know what they mean. Can you explain what the extra bits are, please? Anyway, you know, I was with AIDS hit, AIDS hit, um, and I was at a funeral every week for a year. You know, and in January, you think, okay, right, I'm holding on, I'm holding on. But the time you get to mid-November, I mean, I, I couldn't draw breath anymore. What year um, are we talking here? Where where in kind of the AIDS crisis are we? I, I don't want to give that away directly because too many people might, if anyone listens to this, might be a little upset. Does yeah, that okay, sound that's weird? fair. And, you know, I think there was enough, enough pain in yeah. those days, yeah. right? Um, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing I can say without anyone being hurt, because sadly, both of them have passed. The worst one was a dear friend of mine, the Reverend Michael Moffat, who was uh, in a completely monogamous relationship with his partner. Yes, we're not all climbing up the banisters, you know, morning, noon and night. I, if only. I don't think I've got the body for it or the, all the energy anymore. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know so we're, we're not crawling over the ceilings every night. Um, he was in a completely monogamous uh, relationship with someone called David. Um, they didn't tend to drink much. They were really happy and content. David was at some sort of conference. I don't think it was a, a church conference. Had a bit to drink, had a one-night stand and got it. And that was it, yeah. He didn't realise he got it and gave it to my dear friend Michael. Um, there wasn't a dry eye 
in the house when David passed, neither of them, I mean, no one deserves anything like that anyway. But, you know, when they don't know and nobody's told them and the physicians, that's odd. It looks a bit like, you know, and this goes on until it's too late yeah. because they won't make the diagnosis. Uh, there wasn't a dry in the house when David passed. Uh, how we all got that, got through that funeral, I don't know. When Michael uh, realised what was going on, he literally withered away in front of us. He turned brown and he turned grey and he got smaller and smaller and smaller. And everybody's heart broke. Um, I'll never forget that. And that was the one that made me say to my friends and colleagues, I'm sorry, I can't take any more. I, I, you know, this this has got me. There were many reasons why I eventually parted with them as, as you know, a mainstream member. But that was the main one because I simply couldn't take any more. We had a group hug and I went searching into other fields like, you know, modern neo-paganism uh, and spiritualism, although spiritualism runs in the family in a weird way. Um, but, you know, it was when you're faced with life and death, on a weekly basis and the most loving people who don't deserve any of this are falling away in front of you mm. and eventually the church had no men eventually the church had no men i'm going to say something political inflam and inflammatory am i allowed to do yeah, that? we love that yeah. yes go 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 well, don't, don't if anyone's a labor party voter don't be annoyed it's changed since those days i will never trust a socialist as long as i live where were you when we needed you where were you all? Because it didn't catch votes in those days. Yet some of us haven't forgotten. The Tories were against it as usual. You know, surprise, surprise. Where were you, Labour Party? We were dying and nobody raised a finger until this might give a clue to the year. Um, adverts started appearing on TV yeah. about this terrible plague mm. and you saw... Blocks like yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's got to rise to this challenge. Where were you when we were dying on a weekly basis? How dare you? Because it wasn't so, a secret. It wasn't a secret. And it, you know, it wasn't, and it wasn't, and they turned a blind eye for the simple reason: would it catch votes or alienate voters? I will never, ever, ever forget that. You know, and right, it's moved on a lot since then, and the world's become a more understanding place, and I know that, and I'm very grateful. I'm sure all of us in the LGBTQIA plus community are grateful for that, but I'll never forget that. So it's about votes then, it's not about humanity. So that's when I went on an even bigger search, which curiously took me back to the supernatural and the paranormal. Because that, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, you know... Fortunately for me, I did, I never had to live through through them times. Yeah. I, I you know I, I was a top, but to, you know I can't even imagine you know to to watch my friends in that way. But that must have an impact on your psyche and your outlook. Yeah. And I can imagine that as as impacted on how you your outlook on quote unquote religion yeah, yeah. and your um, views and understanding yeah. of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it makes you think, well, what's it all about? What's it all about? You know, for me, I thought, I remember going through a phase thinking, well, how am I reading the Bible? How are there, you know, why are there so many nasty people saying nasty things? So you look at the core text. That's what got to me. What, what are the primary things Jesus Christ is saying? So you have to go to things like the eight Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. Bless those who curse you, love those who hate you. That's for him 
what the whole point of religion is. Now, if that's your starting point, you get a completely different view of what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And it's not about condemning people and, you know, you'll go to hell or it's a sin and all yeah, the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's all added on after. Well, maybe it's not. I mean, you know, there's nothing more. I, th I find the biblical text so intriguing because they're suggesting that you do it all to yourself that actually nobody puts you in these purgatorial worlds. The suggestion heavily is actually you've done it to yourself. And why have you done that? Because your view isn't expansive enough. You've not loved enough. You've not cared enough. That's an incredibly challenging, that's a revolution. And of course, <laughs> people forget gospel means good news. So why would it be good news? It wouldn't be good news if we're right and you're wrong. You know, our little church has got the secret and all the rest of you are going to hell. How could that be good news? Yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. good news, what is it? Is it something as outrageous as unconditional love in the universe that embraces all of us all of the time, and it's us, ourselves, that choose to cut, us off, cut ourselves off from that or not? That's a challenging call, and that's why I think we need, we all need a bit more of the R word. You know, so it's not just personal religious fantasies. You know, I'm not becoming Iron Man. You know, I'm not becoming the Hulk. You know, good for you. If you want to do that, good for you. But, you know, how do you relate to other people? What's your relationship with the universe? There is, you know, there, is it there loving is some there are some very core values to all religion. And I think, actually, you, you know... You don't have to consider yourself particularly religious or anything to practice them values. And actually, in practicing them, you are, you know, in some kind of roundabout way you know, involved, I've, I've, involved I've in that. I've to many spiritual... I was born from a child. I remember the age of four or five knowing I came from heaven. I knew it. I used to get up in the middle of the night, step toe across um, the carpet, not to wake my sister up in the bunk bed look up and I did this for, for, for many, many, many weeks and months. I used to look up to heaven, I was only four or five, and I go, why am I here? I could, because I knew I came from there. And in my brain, I couldn't work out why I was here. So I, I always say I was born knowing there were, that, I, that I came from there, uh, there was something else. Um, and it's, I've just totally lost my, my thread then, what I was gonna say. I'm so interested in what, what David's saying, to be honest. I'm not talking much, you can, you, you can hear, because I'm just sucking all this information in. Okay, that was it. So I, I, you know, so, so I always knew there was something myself, but I spoke to many people and they've all said to me, because I'm still trying to learn and educate myself, and they all said that when the Bibles were written, that was for then. God knows the time has changed. He's moved with the times. God's spirit, the universe, has changed and moved with the times. So we're not all going to get stoned to death. We're not all going to have to live like that. And he's changed with the times. And I find it unbelievable that a lot of people and a lot of churches won't want to move with those times. Because, you know, otherwise we'd all be living in bloody, you know, in, in those crazy days where you basically, you know, as a woman, as well as a gay man, you, you couldn't do anything anyway. So I believe that, that God, source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has moved with the times. I mean, what, what do you think about that, David? 
Um, or is it the other way round? Are we catching up with what the source wanted in the first place? But the source, but it was never written down in the first place what he wanted, was well, it? Well, I'm not one of these... Um, I, actually I, know, know. In, I actually know the people like David Icke indirectly, and I don't believe there was all this knowledge in the past. I don't believe there were machines in the past. I don't believe there were genetic experiments in the past. You know, what papyrus does that come from exactly? <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we, can only judge, we can only judge by what we've got in front of us. Correct. The rest yeah, is called yeah. speculation, and it might be interesting, but it's still speculation. So, you know, I mean, one thing, I'm now speaking to you as clergy. One thing I'm certain of, my, my beloved, is that all of our ancestors were bastards. Correct. Um, you know, and they had a more military, they lived tougher lives than us. They, of course. They lived is. more militaristic lives. You know, the environment for them was different. It was about resources. It was about protecting your tribe and your community. Um, so you can make sense of it. And most of the prophets of ancient Israel were murdered. I mean, if anybody's actually reading that part of the book, and why were they murdered? For the terrible thought that God might be bigger than Israel. By the way, have you thought that? And then they either get stoned to death or chased out the city or their heads are cut off, you know. So it's not like it's not there. I mean, it actually is there. I mean, you know, the whole debacle about what exactly was Jesus Christ arrested for? I mean, it must have been for blasphemy. So what exactly do they think blasphemy meant in those days? I mean, my clue, years back, there were uh, a series of lectures at St. James's in Piccadilly. I can't remember what they were called. Lunchtime lectures where you got some really significant people to come along and say, you know, this is what all this stuff means to me. And Michael Palin um, of of Monty Python, he hadn't reinvented himself in those days. Before he was the international traveller and British gent globally, uh, you know, he was still the Python. I think Life of Brian yeah, had come out recently. <laughs> we had a, what a, good, a good movie. Um, you know, and he was, he was saying he was astonished because he was reading through what some of the previous speakers had said. You know what some of them have said? I mean, one of the scientists... I was there for that lecture too, can't remember his name, I'll look it up if, you know, if anyone's interested, uh, says that when Moses saw the burning bush, whatever that means, you know, what he was doing was identifying with the primary energy of the universe. I mean, there's a thought. Um, so what would Christ's blasphemy have been? A direct identification of himself with the source. The minute you go down that route, of course, we're all manifestations of the source. And therefore, you're basically saying, get rid of the Romans, get rid of government, get rid of all these political structures. We can do better than all of them. So that, I think, would have constituted blasphemy in those days because you're undermining the entire state structure. Um, And, excuse me, all of a sudden, that makes complete sense. And I noticed that, um, excuse me, Jesus tends to be quoting two people all the way through the scriptures. He's quoting the book of Daniel all the way through this weird, mystical, apocalyptic book. And he's also quoting one of the people that was actually in the Sanhedrin of his day, learned Rabbi Hillel, um, who was saying, look, you know, look, let's look at Torah. Let's look at what it's saying. It's not saying these narrow things. It's actually saying these vast things. Can we all discuss it? And this great man of learning was outvoted nearly every single time there was a get-together of the Jewish council. Was, oh, no, we can't go down that route. We can't go well, down I mean, that route. Also, we, we spoke to previous guests that uh, t- talked to us about the Book of Enoch. 
And now, obviously, oh, that, that was wonderful a... book. That, well, I mean, you know, I, I put on Facebook the other day. I see Facebook as a preaching tool more than I do gossip. I like a bit of gossip. I like hey, a bit of gossip. we love a gossip. Um, you know, I mean, the oldest Bible, uh, the oldest intact Bible in the world is actually Ethiopian. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, and it's got all the books in it, including the Book of Enoch. Enoch yeah. And they're horrified that the West, that Western people have removed it. You know, uh, yeah, you know, I have not had uh, search that is in Ethiopia. Yeah, I yeah. think ultimately the Book it... of Mary Magdalene. Yeah, Mary know. Magdalene again. Yeah, it... I mean, you know, was there? A, would it have been? How about this for something like a sort of total shock? I would, I'm willing to suggest that not only gay people, women had an active part in the early church and leadership positions, which is one of the reasons it was suppressed. Yeah, you know, course, oh my yeah, God, yeah, all yeah. these people thinking they're equal, where will it end up? You know, so that you need to look carefully, you know, never look at just the surface. The surface says all sorts of things. But, you know, it's like the surface of a lake, what's going on underneath. Yeah. And David, what do you start. preach in your church? What do you, when, if I came to your church, what would I expect to hear from you? Oh, right. Um, well, your ears will start bleeding with the amount of times I use the word gay. Um, gosh, I mean, part of my experience is in Valentinian Gnosticism. What is that? Um, uh, Gnosticism is one of the early versions one of the original versions of christianity and it is basically saying we all have a direct path a direct route a direct connection with the absolute all of us therefore why do you need a priest simply uh, like a religious coach like a, a religious professional to run a building where people can get, get together to monitor scriptures to get choirs you can't beat a good choir you know, to get, and in my case, get theatre bods there because you yes. can't resist an experimental theatre. <laughs> um, so what you will do, I mean, so we've got an MCC element, but also, I mean, we're primarily an offshoot of the Quakers. Uh, we like silence. We practice what you call program worship. So maybe sometimes I'll read a scripture. Maybe sometimes... We'll hold the bread and the wine. Not all the time. You know, if people find that meaningful, then we will agree to do it. We have pagan elements included in what we do. We have Jewish and Islamic elements included in what we do. So it will be a mixture of very open, very friendly universalism. You come here to try and find what spirit, what the absolute, what God, the Godhead is saying to you. And it's not my job to tell you what to think about that. It's your job to interpret it. That sounds, uh, that sounds brilliant, David. That well, sounds like stuff. somewhere I would go to. What about you, Freddie? To, to me, what he's just saying there, well, absolutely. I would want to be a part of that. Now, where David does this is a place, correct me if it's St Valentine's Hall in South London. And as I mentioned earlier... Whereabouts is... in South London? David, whereabouts is... Ballum. Ballum. It's, right, okay, it's yeah. at the Kalos Centre, 48 Endlesham Road. And listen, it's a call out. It's, a, it's an open invitation for anybody, but please listen and understand that this kind of place, this community, these you know these people that worship there are in dire need. They're, um, it's, it's, it's they're all not necessarily it's, welcomed in other churches, are they? Yeah, because of a... no, they're, no, they're not. And yeah. you know, this is this is a massive community and. They're in dire need. They're, you know, everywhere needs a fund. Everywhere need, takes money to run. And, you know, they are in a very, very unfortunate position right now where, where 
you know, they're running out of the funding that they need. This it, is a crisis. You're calling out for help, essentially. You know, please help. Please help anything you can spare. I'm going to post. Um, there's a just giving because uh, I appreciate that not everyone is in you know London that can go and visit and and experience this. I'm going to uh, post a, a just giving link as well. Please, anything that you can spare is greatly greatly appreciated and goes a long way towards a, a safe space for all religions for all communities for all peoples for all and colors and races and all outside it's just every anyone you you could come to me for anybody say listen i identify as an octopus well fine Get you can the go church, there yeah. go there i mean the thing is i mean what churches where we're supposed to understand and know and feel as as we're taught that they're welcoming places and it's a place of forgiveness and it's a place of peace and serrenity and worship and, and it's not because it is not and it's not just the it's not welcome. just the queer community it is every every, every kind of race like background to... community will all feel some kind of isolation from the church but you will not feel that here this is a, that's the point it's I, a sacred it's the most sacred place if anything i i would say that more um gay people lgbtq you know um plus people well uh, done yeah <laughs> She's lord trying. have mercy um would, would, would probably go to, to to churches more in all denominations if they were made to feel more welcome now what i'm understanding from david and his experiences as an older gay man because you're in your 20s and obviously david's older is that you know, they, they need somewhere to go because I, I, I go to church and I don't believe in the Bible stuff. I go there because I believe in God and Jesus. I'm not sure how it mixes and matches with my spirit world, but that but it, it, it does in some way. But I don't necessarily believe what the Bible says. But I go there because I find absolute peace. Now, I can't imagine me not feeling welcome in my own if I if I if I was of that community, so David, I think that's a really good you know. And, and you can give that yeah. to people. And and you know, to 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 keep this running and keep this going is no easy feat. And I'm sure there's there's been times that it's had to come out of your own pocket. Oh, and, it has. Yeah. I mean, I'm excuse me. I'm very far from being a rich man. But you know, there's nowhere else. If, if these doors close, there's nowhere else. It's a it's a haven. It's a, it's it's yeah. an oasis <laughs> in the hustle and bustle, and you know the the urban yeah. Yeah, chaos. Yeah, I mean, it's in Ballon, for God's sake. You know, it's of London, and you know, if if you are fortunate enough to be in London or in a surrounding area, and you are able to visit that, you've got the address, you know where to go. Give it a visit. Go and see. Go and visit David yourself. You can ask him so, all your questions. He's there. So He's David, ready for you. So, David, when you had this vision of Jesus when you were a child, when you were 12, do you think when he said, are you ready, it was for the purpose of opening this church? What are your, What do you feel about that? I hate to admit it, but yes. Yeah. It wasn't until <clears throat> all these years later. I mean, we haven't had an easy trot. Um not everybody's on our side. Let me put well it that way. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, sometimes I say things without realising they're revolutionary. You know, we, we had a TEDx uh, Lambeth salon at the church recently, and it was me me running around like Mrs. Mop. Oh, my God, you know, has everyone got tea? Um, <laughs> and I suddenly remember saying from the stage at the front, oh, look, I want everyone to be happy. 
and it came as a thunderbolt to certain people in the audience that, that I actually meant that. What, what, why can't we all make each other happy? Um, yeah, I actually do think it was a preparation for all those years later. And when I'd been through those yeah. trying times, I mean, it may sound odd. You know, I look back nowadays and think that was that was a prophetic thing. Yeah, and there was no way the twelve-year-old David could have understood that. But, you it know, could the have been. Are you ready for moment. the life you're about to leave? Are you ready yeah. for what you're going to embark on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the entire thing. Yeah. And you know, you're right in what you're saying. You know, it's an ex a culmination of life experiences that yeah. has been has enabled you to be able to effectively provide a space for one and all. And, um, I mean, we, 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 you mentioned octopus a minute ago. If any octopods want to come along, you're more than welcome. Come on, you know, come we, on we, down. The whole point is you will not be judged, and I will be the first person to stamp on that if I ever think that's happening, but it's not. And just to um, clarify as well, we are talking all religions as well, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. You know, if you are a practising Muslim, Buddhist... Wicca. Wicca, anything... This is a, a an open space for everybody, and I just really want to, you know, stress that it's it's an amazing, amazing place. And there's you've done so. There's been some lovely kind of like short interviews and stuff, and documentaries that you've done as well that really in, encapsulate. encapsulate I don't know the place. why we, I don't know why this place isn't more well known. I don't know why this is the first time we're 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 hearing about this, Freddie. And it's you know, and I would not have known about this place had I have not exactly kind had of a day not come, come to us. And but, it's it's very, very strange. I, I don't know why this place isn't Listen, it should be Sister Act Free, David Parry and his <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I used to know Maisie Trollette. I'd look great in a ball gown. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Listen, what colour? Oh, red, darling. Red? red? Goodness. Right, OK. No, he's an emerald green. Yeah, I'd go for a little green number. Listen, I'll, I'll join you for a duet. Well, Christmas colours, red and green. Well, there we go. Maybe, we'll, maybe I'll come down for a little festive number. Um, do you know, I'm trying to plan Crimbo at the minute. To have you two turn up as guest preachers would be absolutely wonderful. I'll be a guest preacher. I don't want to preach. Could, we could do it the week before Christmas. I mean, Christmas, the actual few days would be tricky because I've got... Oh, yeah, not, not, not the actual Christmas. We could certainly I, I... come in December, couldn't we? I would be more than happy to come down and be a guest. Well, let, let's take that as a working proposal. I mean, our, my attitude to Christmas is it's quite an ordeal most of the oh, time. Oh, 100%. You know, it, it's glam and it's sad. So, we, you know, we're not trying to put extra my perfect common, My perfect combination, glam and sad. I love that. Well, oh, no, I want, I want glam and happy. He, he's glam not glam and, and sad. He's glam and outrageously outrageous. <laughs> Don't fall for that, David. There's no sad in him. He prances around my bloody front room to Liza Minnelli, like you haven't seen, and Barbara Streisand. I'm telling you, there is Ooh, no... What performers? What performers? Now, listen, I'm just showing you my prized <laughs> possession. That's my signed photograph from Vanessa last Christmas. I brought him that, his signed picture of Liza Minnelli. Thank that's you. incredible. For all my guests at home, yeah, I've got a, a very lovely signed picture of Liza Minnelli in my spare yeah, room. Yeah, but I'm sick of bloody having to do all the show songs all the time because I like a bit of Oasis <laughs> and rock music. Have you done the time warp? Have you done the time warp? Oh, 
Time warp. We've done time warp. <laughs> listen, but I I'm d- bloody not doing it. I practice it every week. I'd rather listen to Oasis and all that bloody caper. But I have no well, choice. One of the best, best things Tim Curry ever did, let's face it. You know, it's Frankenfurt to the outrageous intergalactic transvestite. I'm all so, for you know, that. I, you know, with my knees, with my knees and my hips, you know, it's difficult for me to time walk nowadays. Well, listen, there's two two of the most va- major movements in that dance you you probably struggle with. So yeah, we'll le- yeah. leave that to leave that to me. I'll cover for you. <laughs> well, let's keep it. Let's keep in touch about that because that would be a bit of fun. Oh, listen, fantastic! And maybe yeah, like you know, we could even record it and send it out to everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. we could do. Uh, yeah. yeah, we could certainly do something. Yeah, a where... live collaboration. Fantastic. Um, now, I do want to mention very, very briefly, and we are steering away from uh, religion and spirit and things like that, and we are venturing into the world of giants. <laughs> it does have a connection to the Bible, I know that much, Yeah. but um, I know that there is a conference happening soon, I believe it to be the 2nd of October... Look at me. Listen, I've done my research. The 2nd of October, there is a uh, conference. I'll let you tell us the name. Um, and it is all... It's, 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 it's going to be a good event, ultimately. That's what it's going to be. Um, but I will let David tell you more about that and his kind of involvement with that. So over to you. Right. Oh, God, where do I begin with that? Um, it's called Nephilim Anthropology. Yeah. Um, the Nephilim in the Bible, the swines. Um, I mean, there's no way. I think the Bible is incredibly complex, and it's saying lots of things on different levels, and you've got to work out what level it's speaking on at a particular time. Yeah. Um, and if the UFO boys are looking for aliens, no, the word angeloi in Greek is actually really specific. This luminous being from another realm. So don't look at them. That's not what it means. Um, if you look at Genesis 6, you get strange comments in Greek. Those who fly above, the watchers, angeloi is never used. Oh, well, so they're not angels. So what are they? And it's made very clear that they've got chariots, that they're keeping an eye on us. I, I find that absolutely scary. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not and, a fan. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what on earth is going on? So, and at one point, if you read the scripture carefully, they descend on the earth. And, you know, it's put in the language of poetry, you know, and they saw that the daughters of men were comely and they took them unto wife. So if the UFO boys and the genetic experiment people and the previous technology people are looking for a real opening, that's where you look for it. You don't Mm. look for it anywhere else. Mm. And, you know, it seems to be where there was a forbidden crossover between beings from somewhere else, but a part of our universe, not somewhere else, a part of our universe, and us. And something that wasn't natural, whatever that word means, you know, something that went against the system, against the ecosystem, against what we are, against nature, whatever that might mean. And, you know, a race of giants, aggressive, evil, wicked, you know, by nature, they were against us in some way or other. So the Nephilim are not the Watchers. They're not those who fly above. They're the produce of those 
beings mixing with us and even those Again, beings wasn't that in the book of enoch david yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, what I enoch, from. well i mean what enoch did was say look you know there, there are other materials you can draw on here let's get them all together which is why that book is unique mm -hmm. and should never have been removed from the bible oh my yeah, god yeah. who makes these decisions so men, yeah, he's from the old days men make them well yeah i mean Men with, with agendas. Yes. Men with agendas. It, it, fits, yeah. it fits their views or their political stance yeah. or whatever they yeah. want to push. So, so you know, I mean, it, it means giants. I mean, gigantes is, is, is one of the ways it translates. They were big. They were bigger than us. And you get them mentioned a couple of other times. You get them mentioned with the Raphaim, their cousins. Um, you get them mentioned by strangely jesus himself in the new testament in passing so it's not a big issue until you read uh like this sorry my phone went forgive me uh materials along the lines of the the apostles are saying well when is the end fellow christian people stop thinking the end always means the end and there's nothing else it can mean all sorts of things yeah right? yeah so the apostles say, in other words, the end of our civilization. I think that's what they're getting at there. When is the end going to be? And he says something really weird. As in the days of Enoch. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's when those beings landed and something went horribly wrong. So that's what he's alluding to. So this conference, um, oh, grandiose word. I like, I like get together. That's more exciting. Little yeah. soiree. <laughs> well, this this soiree with cocktails. This soiree, <laughs> and we we started it. Um, right, the original idea was twenty thirteen. I prefer. Well, <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. You're not taking. I love that, but I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, it started in twenty thirteen when a dear friend of mine, the Estonian writer Vladimir Wiedemann, uh, was saying that, you know, there'd been something called the New Anthropology at Moscow State University, and it had never reached the West because of the Iron Curtain. And you know, even when it collapsed, it didn't reach the West. And I said, well, you tell me a bit more about that. And they don't believe in one point of origin for humanity. They don't believe in one human race. They think there are loads of them, and some were tiny and some were gigantic, and most of them just died out became extinct but where the sort of leftover mixture i mean and all mm -hmm. we know about in the west are sort of neanderthals and cro-magnons but the russians felt there were loads there were loads of others um and for various reasons it didn't make it over here so i remember saying to him oh that sounds sounds fun let's talk about that and it, it escalated against my will very quickly into ufos bloodlines and crystal skulls but you know there's a showman in me what can i do you know but most of the theater i'm involved in is is terribly highbrow darling but they you know I'm, there's barnum and bailey in me as well so i thought oh, that's fun yeah let's get everything mixed together and see if we can do something one of the participants who's been loyal in all these years the reverend jim wilhelmson a right-wing American evangelical. So it's not true you can't make friends across the boundaries. You well, there can. you go. Goodness. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he said something cryptic to me. You know, shut up, Jim. You know, you're being evangelical. Shut up. And he said, oh, Nephilim, they don't like being talked to. Oh, shut up. What are you talking about? And he said, um, careful, things can turn bad. And I thought, yeah, 
nonsense they telling each other in the bible belt two weeks later our credit line had gone from a local bank and the whole thing had collapsed in the middle of booking flights we had hotel rooms booked the swines right, so the swines that generation of socialists and also well, never trust he, maybe he's a clairvoyant Oh, oh, God, if you ever meet him, don't say that. He'll be there for three weeks. Um, you know, British banks I don't trust either. Do you know what the swine... I better not mention it. They said, we've, we've taken away your credit line for the good of your company. How uh, is that good? <laughs> All of our plans are in ruin. How is that good? So, anyway, the whole thing... Bastards. Well, with me spending the next three weeks apologising to everybody. Oh, it's not my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I thought, you know, this, that was a good idea. So let's keep it on the back burner. And it was actually my new partner that said to me uh, 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 last year, that was a good idea. What can we do? And I thought, well, you know, time's moved on, but people are still talking about these things. So we decided to firm it up and call it Nephilim Anthropology. Technically, it's a, a conference of human origins. So, you know, the wee little people are talked about, the giant people are talked about. And we've got some major intellectuals. I mean, Vladimir Wiedemann will be one of the people speaking. He's been a friend of the conference for years. And, you know, his, his work about the Blue Eve and the Pink Eve and all these five magical races and various types of technology in flint and you know their spears are shorter than other spears i mean he, i've worked with him before the best but you know he tends to if ever there was a mad scientist it's Vladimir. you know he turns <laughs> up with all these weird bewildering charts full of colorful arrows firing in different directions i mean he floored one of my audiences years back by saying and by the way hitler's part black <laughs> and, he, apparently, and apparently, apparently he had the genetics to prove it. And half of them were outraged on the verge of walking out. And I found myself saying, look, can we all calm down? Let's take five minutes. Can we all calm down? <laughs> so anyway, he's... Well, Jesus. Well, listen, that would do it, wouldn't it? You've heard it here first, kid. guys. Hitler. Stick, stick around with me, kids. He's half black. Like, yeah, listen, pay. don't say that because, oh, Lord, I'm... Right. Well, stick around with me, kids. We'll make a revolution. <laughs> so, well, listen, so, if we don't, we'd have fun doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's one of the principal speakers because yeah. he was involved with all the Russian <laughs> stuff. And we've got uh, some neo-pagans. We've got um, Professor Emeritus Michael York, um, who was one of the leading lights of the Pagan Federation, who wants to talk about, <clears throat> I think his view is, it, it's you know, with him, it's all constellations. What the ancients were actually talking about were constellations in the uh -huh. sky. They weren't talking yeah, about yeah. physical things. Uh, we've got people involved in earth mysteries. We've got people involved in genetics. We've got the amazing Ra Casteldo, the American, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 radio host who does want to talk about galactic genetics. So I give in to it. Um, we've got Klaus Donner, <laughs> the big authority, is meant to be coming on board next year. I mean, we've got roughly. Uh, 20 people, some of whom are joining next year. We've got Mog Morgan, the occultist, you know, the CEO of Mandrake Books of Oxford and practising occultist. We've got some some weird and wonderful people. We've got um, Jim Wilhelmson, of course, who will actually be there. We've got Leo Zagami, the one and only. Um, I don't know, I'll have to introduce you two to all of them. I mean, by God, can you get five minutes in on a show with Leo? 
Um, everything is a conspiracy. Everything under the sun. Give it a rest. We've got we've got a, a, one of the staff writers, Mark Carpenter for Ancient Origins. We've got um, Andrew Goff, the um, Discovery Channel aficionado who thinks they're all from the inner earth. I, I know the say, one. I know the one. Well, I confess that hadn't crossed my mind until the swines are all hiding down there. So, you know, so there's him talking about that. You've got Alan Cox, healer and psychic. Um, you've got, uh, I'm looking at my list now. I think that's a bit, the one, the last one I want to talk about is our Heather, our Lara Croft. Heather L, uh, Heather H, Heather L Arnold, who's actually been to all these places. She's been to Easter Island. She's writing a book, a couple of books about genuine human people who were at least 15 bloody foot tall. Oh my God, I don't want to meet them in a dark alley. Yeah, it's a no from me. Well, I mean, she's saying all of it's literal and it's not star myth, it's not star stories. They're actually physical giants that seem to have hated each other slightly more than they hated us. So they wiped each other out. Well, listen, are you surprised? Men and their clubs. Oh, oh, oh God, they must have gone to the two brewers in, in Clapham. <laughs> well, they must have done. Well, a little know, scrap outside, I everyone's gone. I always say to me... Nothing is impossible. Nothing's you know? out of this world. Because Nothing. there's so many crazy... I've seen so much myself and I've heard of so much and so much crazy shit happens. To me, I'll, I'll listen to everyone because... But, but you know what? You selling that to me just now has made that 500 times more interesting than yeah, I ever could have made yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, whatever it is... I say whatever it is. You know what it is, guys. It's an amazing event. Can Can people join virtually? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it started when it when the idea revived. I mean, it was still during lockdown. <clears throat> you know, so it, it's actually technically a Valentine's Hall fundraiser. You know, we're trying to get people to have some fun, learn some interesting stuff, and help the church indirectly. Freddie, well, there I, you th- go. I think, there you go. Freddie, I think some of these people would be great for our podcast as well. well so maybe we'll when come David's in and maybe we'll come people, in and scoop them up and go. I think some us. of these people I would love to talk to personally on our podcast. Scoop them up and let me pass some of them in your direction. I mean, they're all tart. So in the minute they th- they hear there's a show, they'll be there like a shot. Oh, I'll lap them up. <laughs> I'll lap them up. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, uh, right, I'm putting my, my scholarly hat on a minute. I'm a fellow. I'm a fellow of the Royal Asiatic Society. So they've done us some bloody good deals. I mean, they've thrown in light refreshments. Happy and, so days. what is there a use of being a fellow in a scholarly society? Yes, they throw in light refreshments. Um, and <laughs> you know, this parking. I mean, what more can you people? Can you define light refreshments? Yes, first, that, that's what I'm wondering. Well, when I mean, you said that, oh, I'm wondering God. that as well. They're, they're, they're a proper learned society in the way they aren't nowadays. You know, when Britain had proper scholars and they weren't all uh, American professors trying to make a quick buck. Correct, you know, yeah. in the old days when we had proper scholars, they were all like the people at the RSA. They can't remember what week it is. They can't remember where they left their glasses. And, yeah, so light refreshments, I think means to them tea and coffee and mince pies. They keep going on about mince pies. Well, happy days. 
and probably some sandwiches. So we can't say, you know, you've got a 15 course meal, but we can say, you know, your your hunger and thirst will be assuaged, my children. So, you know, you won't sit there hungry. You won't sit there hungry. And you can join virtually, so you can have all the refreshments you want at home. Indoors or a bit of booze if you want. Listen. I, yeah. I turn a blind eye to those things. I turn a blind... If, you know, if you want to sort of hit the soles under your chair, I won't notice. I won't notice. Oh, I'll, I'll say <laughs> one other thing. I'm giving the Steve Ash Memorial Lecture. I mean, technically, we, we dipped our toes into the water in April to see if people were interested. So we held an online version of this conference. 70, 70 seats were sold. Everyone had a great time. Happy and it days. made me think... But this is the actual launch because, of course, now it can be hybrid. We can actually get people there and keep our friends from abroad. The one good thing of the lockdown, hybrid events are wonderful. Happy days. Let me give you one one thing. Um, Yeah, go on. Right, let me see. I'm getting my spyglass. I'm getting my spyglass. Um, If you want to look at it, it's linktr.ee, linktree. Yeah. Slash N A C O N U K. Right. Okay. So, so I'll that's how you book tickets if you if you're so inclined. Well, David, you know, I I think it's all fascinating. I mean, I'm listening intently to everything you say. Um, I think it definitely needs to get out there more. I know me and Freddie are definitely going to help you in that position because I'm right. really interested in what you're saying already and the people you're talking about. Me and Freddie are like, what? This is. You know, but from from the ground up, what you're doing is just amazing with the church, with the inclusive, and, and all your and all your guests. You know, it's it's crazy, Freddie. Isn't it? I mean, I'm really interested in I'm really interested in all of this. And like I said at the beginning, you are a fantastical, interesting man, colourful man. He, you're actually got, very you're, funny as well. You're, you're very. My, fu- you're my favourite guest so far, David. You've got your <laughs> finger in every pie. Yeah, it doesn't. Every single pie. Fantastic. There's a rude joke to make there, but I'm a pastor, so I'll, I'll forgo it. I'll forgo it. No, I mean, life to be lived. Life to be lived. You know, if you've got the R words, you know, associated with your career and your life, it means you're meant to dive in and have some fun and see some miracles. We're surrounded by miracles every day. Good things, beautiful things, true things. Let's trust each other. Let's extend the hands of friendship to each other. And that's how we're all meant to live. And I really believe that. Correct. And, you know, there's a really interesting theory. I can't remember the actual word for it. But there is a theory that every single human experiences one miracle at least once a month. That they will experience a once-in-a-lifetime event at least really? once a I month. Really, I haven't heard that. I don't know where my miracles are going lately, but but no, but, but a lot <laughs> a, a lot of people don't even realise. They don't even realise. They drive past it or just look up and and, yeah, and don't true. and don't pay it no mind. And you know we are living in amazing times, fantastic times. Embrace it, experience it, be with it, be part of a community make friends be fantastic spread the love and that is what really the root of most religion is about spread the love be kind to people and that's all we ask um david what i'd like to do is um have you on again but because it's the first time we've actually spoken to you uh, and i'm just sucking this in and trying to understand and process all this information i would like to write some questions down i'm going to listen to this interview back 
and um, I think we should have um, David on again and let's get some focused questions. David Perry 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, because someone like your brain, I love someone like you with your brain. And so I definitely like and, to And, and your outlook, because I think your yeah, outlook yeah. actually is quite... And you're very funny as well, which unique. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have David on again. So David, we'll talk about that after our affair. But I definitely think, Freddie, what do you think? I oh, mean, isn't he a great oh, guest? Oh, most definitely. Most <laughs> He's a definitely. Great You've made uh, my uh, evening. Rapidly turning into a love triangle. The answer's I'd be deeply honoured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, you know, religion people, religious people with po faces, that shows they've not understood the, re the religion word at all. No time yeah. for it. And, and absolutely. And I also think we need to promote this church more of David's. And I think the more we do with David, I, I really want to help David with this. And I know you 100, well, 100%. So. And, you know, uh, like I said, episode description, I will post um, all the links to the conference, um, links to the Just Giving, links to, links to everything ever imaginable that you need to access and to give and to just be part of a community because that's what we're offering here essentially is is an, an open invitation to be a part of a community and if that's what you want to do if you want to take that up please listen you know they're they're waiting there with open with open yeah, arms yeah, and and yeah. they and, and they are, are, are desperate they, they want you come, they, they, come, they want, come. yeah yeah if anyone wants to start a choir, we need a choir. I'd love to give it a go. You're too far away. You couldn't. You, you couldn't guarantee the time. Not only that, I can't sing. Well, I don't know. You give it a good go when bloody Liza's on. That's never stopped in a choir. The inability to sing. <laughs> if you know anybody or anyone's interested, you don't have to stick to religious music. You don't. I like Christmas carols, but you don't have to stick to the rest of it. You know, we, we played something by Lou Reed the other day. It's such a perfect day. Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful song. It was meaningful to the people gathered on that occasion. So, yeah, if anybody wants to help start a quiet, we'd be really interested. We're getting an acting group going, an actors group going. I want this to be real community for everybody. Yeah, and you've yeah. void in your time there. Otherwise, we're doing something wrong. Correct. Listen, David, I cannot thank you enough for yeah, coming on. Yeah, me too. I have really loved this interview. I cannot wait for you to come back again. And in the meantime, I send everything to you. I hope you everything goes well um, for your conference. Unfortunately, I'm unable to be there. Um, but I hope it goes well. And I hope some of our listeners are fortunate enough to we be able online, to, to be able to access. Oh, no, listen, I'm, I'm, we were, I'm literally, I'm at work solid for a long time now. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, anyone that can make it fine, anyone that can't make it fine, you know, you no know, worries. But it's, yeah. it's, it's there, it's an open opportunity. And, you know, even past that, there's, there is a space, there is a, you know, one for it. I don't really want to, I don't really want to call it a church because I don't really consider it a church. It's a space. It's strange you said that. We might be saying sanctuary. Sanctuary, that's a better word. Haven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Quakers always tend to say meetings. We might be going down that route. I don't know yet. Meetings is a bit boring. Sanctuary. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought. You decide what you, yeah, meetings is a bit. But anyway, listen, it's been fantastic having you on. Um, again, guys, 
everything that we've spoken about today. So links to the conference, links for you to kind of look look at the church and look at what it's doing. And you know, and just maybe just and maybe just give Don't a little. Don't ignore it. Just literally check it out. That's, this all, yeah, that's all we're asking. Yeah. Literally, just click and look. And if it's something that you are interested in, fantastic. If you don't fancy it, just come up. Listen, just click back. Um, it's fine. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, lots of love and David, we're going to talk well. to you again on our podcast very soon. Very soon. Look after yourself. Look to it very much. Thank you both for such a fun time. Hugs and kisses. Kisses. Okay. Ciao for now. Behave Bye. yourself. Behave yourself. Well, he won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That was us just waving. Sorry. Um, anyway, guys, that was fantastic. That, uh, a really, really interesting and man. You can't see him. We can see him on video. But this man is so jolly and friendly and laughing and expressive. You can tell this man is a kind, big hearted man. Can't you? You can tell that. And he just wants to give everything to the world. Yeah. You can so, just tell so, that. Some people are natural born, um, you know, Givers of love. You can just tell ease that. You can just tell that, yeah. can't you? Yeah. What a, a lovely, lovely man. And again, listen, I've said it about seven times. But please, if you are in a position where you are able to access that space, please do. If you are in a fortunate enough position to be able to pass on a pound, a dollar, a cent, anything, it all goes towards the upkeep of such a really, actually a really important space to a lot of people. Um, so hopefully you've enjoyed our interview with the Reverend David Parry. Yeah, I really this enjoyed tonight, actually. I can't wait to have him on again. But like I said, I definitely, because this man has got so much information in his brain, I'd like to pick point some certain questions. And even actually our listeners, if you have any questions you you know you want answered, I, th I think I'd definitely like to Because this to is, this is your opportunity, I think, to ask the clergy um, and get a, an actual proper answer. And not just ooh, refer to David chapter seven five verse seven yeah, eight nine yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. Read the Bible and get yeah, back you know, to me. Yeah, he will give but you an alternative point yeah, of view on it. Because again, as with life, as with anything, it's about perception. But I just like to think that his perception is correct. Yeah, I, I agree. So, it, listen, the floor is open. Any questions? Please, please, please uh, send them in. Ask us. We we um, well, I say we. I speak to David quite regularly, um, so I can pass them across and send them through, or we can answer them the next time that he will come onto the show. Yeah. But listen, I hope all of you are well. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. We love you. We appreciate it's you. It's a bit of an unusual one this week, isn't it? But I think it's absolutely been necessary. I think I think it's the tonic we needed. It's, yeah. Everything's been... We've had quite a serious run. We've had run. quite a lot of doom and gloom. Oh, it's been we? a lot of doom and gloom, and it's nice... Because spirit and that kind of world isn't all doom and gloom. Yeah, you religion know, you... and spirit and discussions about that yes, is, is, is what listen. we're about. It's, it's, it's what you and me have spoken about for years before we started to do It's about podcast. light. It's about love. It's about everything in between. And listen, we appreciate that um, sometimes it isn't all fantastical. But you've got to have some light relief in between. And it's not life relief because it, it wasn't serious, because what we spoke about was serious. Yeah. But it's positive. It's positive news. It's, it's just it's the way it's delivered. And, is, yeah. uh, it's the way delivered it, yeah. And it's really fantastic. So anyway, I'm a guys, fan of uh, David Barry. Parry. 
I've got to be honest. So I, I'm looking forward to having them on again. Like I said, all the links will be in the episode description. Links to all of our social media will be in the episode description. Um, and along with our email address. So please, please, please uh, like, follow, share. Also, if you listen to us, if you enjoy us, if you like us, please tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a colleague, tell everyone, share it on your own social media, spread the word. Listen, we want to be out there, we want to be with the masses, and the more we grow, the more we can deliver to you. So please, 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 um, be positive, send us into the world. And, into the uh, universe. Into the universe, and we'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'll say a little prayer for you. The moment I wake up. Right. No, no, all right, listen, we're right, getting silly now. Go. But anyway, right. light and love. Right. Be good, be safe, right. be honest. Chair for now.